Welcome to the Homeschool Reading Podcast. Today's episode is a Q&A session that was recorded live inside my Facebook group. If you have a question that you would like to hear me answer on the podcast, please send me an email at sarah at homeschoolingforhim.com. Enjoy the episode. I've got a question for you. How do homeschool moms like us who don't have a master's degree in reading and 25 years of teaching experience teach our kids how to read in a way that helps them become confident readers who love to read under the covers with a flashlight? Here you'll find simple tricks and practical tools for making reading easy and fun. My name is Sarah Miller, and welcome to the Homeschool Reading Podcast. Welcome to this Facebook Live class. We're going to be talking today about homeschool planning behind the scenes, and I'm super excited to share with you about this topic. I really love planning for my homeschool year. It's something that's always a lot of fun, and it's something that I always enjoyed too as a teacher, and so I'm excited to share just some tips and hacks that can make planning for your homeschool year a lot easier and I think save a lot of work in the long run. All right, so today we are talking about behind the scenes of homeschool planning. And I have five different steps that I wanna share with you, sort of a process that I go through every fall or late summer to plan what we're gonna be doing in our homeschool for the year. And I just kinda of wanna share what these five are so that you have sort of a, a starting place for how to plan your homeschool year. Make sure if you have specific questions about homeschool planning that you put those in the comments so I can make sure that I cover them too. Okay, so I actually wanna start with a bonus. I said five, but really there's six because before you can start planning your homeschool year, you really need to figure out exactly what it is that you're gonna be teaching your kids. And I think this is something that's really important to spend some time thinking about really intentionally because this is an opportunity to think about the reason why it is that you're homeschooling your kids and to really make sure that what you're doing day to day reflects that reason. For our family, one of the biggest reasons why we're homeschooling is because having an education that reflects a biblical worldview is really important to us as a family. And so I know that when I'm planning my homeschool lessons that we're gonna start every day with a Bible lesson. And that's something that's a really important part of my family's homeschool and just something that I feel is an important part of education for my kids. And so as I'm planning for my homeschool year, planning those lessons is gonna be a really important part of it. And so this is an opportunity to just spend some time reflecting, thinking about the reason why you are homeschooling your kids and just really make sure that that reason is reflected in everything that you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. It's also really important to check on your state's homeschool laws or if you're not in the United States, your country's homeschool laws, just the local laws that apply to you and make sure that you're covering all your bases there. In my state, there are nine required subjects for homeschool families. And so when I am planning my homeschool year, I'm really paying attention to what those are and making sure that I'm incorporating those kinds of things into our lessons. So if you are not familiar with what the homeschool requirements are for the, the area where you live, that's definitely something that you'll need to check out before you get started with your homeschool planning. So assuming that you've done all of those things, the very first step in homeschool planning is choosing your curriculum. And you may have already done this, or you may still be kind of in the process of choosing curriculum. And I don't wanna go super into the weeds about choosing curriculum right now, but I do wanna share the biggest piece of advice that I wish I had gotten about 
choosing homeschool curriculum before I started homeschooling that nobody told me. Um, and it makes kind of makes sense, but I think when you're choosing your homeschool curriculum, it's so important that you are really honest with yourself about how your kids learn and also about how you prefer to teach. And I think it's important that you try to find curriculum as best as you can that's a match for both. And when you're starting out homeschooling, that's harder to do because you might not have as much experience in that sort of role with your kids where they're the student and you're the teacher in a, in a classroom setting and so or in a homeschool setting. And so it can be difficult to know exactly how your child learns or how you prefer to teach until you've done a little bit of it. That's one of the things that makes that first year more difficult. But I think it's still worth thinking about because there are things that you have taught your child. And so you might kind of be aware of whether or not your child does a good job of listening to verbal directions or maybe whether they prefer to see things before they do them or are they a little bit more active and they might need a curriculum that accommodates a more active child. So being aware of those kinds of things and then also being aware for yourself, I think is really important. Um, the first year that we homeschooled, I had this science book that we were using and it had zero science experiments in the whole book. And it was a great book. I mean, the topics were great, but it just had no experiments. And it was important to me that my kids have science experiments as part of their homeschool. So I thought, oh, no problem. I'll just get this other science experiment book and I'll have time to just look through the science experiment book and choose science experiments and it'll be great. Well, um, that didn't happen because I did not have that time. And I also, the science experiment book that I chose had experiments that required all of these really bizarre ingredients. Like, I don't know what I was thinking, um, but it, it would open up and it'd be like, find a touch sensitive plant. And I'd be wanting to find something that I could do the science experiment, you know, right then. Um, so it required way more advanced planning than I really had the life space to be able to do. But I wasn't, really aware of that or I wasn't honest with myself about that before I chose the curriculum and so we just ended up not doing any science experiments which was a bummer. So I think the more that you can really think about how it's going to look to implement this curriculum and the more honest that you can be with yourself about that the better off. So yeah you just really want to be honest with yourself about what your you think your homeschool is going to look like and then just be aware that you know sometimes it takes some time to figure out that information about yourself and about your child and I think all of us have curriculum that we have thought we would love and then we ended up hating. Um, I have a huge bookshelf of, of stuff over here and a lot of it is things that I got that I thought we would use and we didn't. Um, or things that I think we might use in the future, that's a thing too. So um, it's okay if, if not everything works out, but that's, that's just sort of a tip to help. Okay, so your first step is gonna be to choose your curriculum and then from there, the next thing that you're gonna to wanna to do is to get an overview of the curriculum. So you're gonna to wanna to take a look at the entire thing and just see how much there actually is there. So that is like kind of paging through the curriculum, looking through the table of contents, um, sort of getting an idea of what's included in this curriculum. The, the curriculum development term for that is scope. So you wanna get an idea of the scope of everything that's covered and just sort of how much is involved with the curriculum. And then once you've done that, it goes with step three. So step three is you want to divide this curriculum up into sections and figure out how many pages or chapters or lessons of the curriculum you would need to do in a week in order to finish this curriculum in your homeschool year.
So you're going to want to take a look at a calendar and kind of just guess about how many weeks of homeschool you might do this year, or maybe your state or, or country requires a certain number of days or, or weeks or whatever. Um, and if that's the case, then you already know. Um, but you're going to want to come up with sort of a number of weeks and then the amount of the curriculum. And depending on your curriculum, you are going to be looking at how that would divide up into that time period. So there's actually three different kinds of curriculum for this. And I just kind of wanted to show you them because we are actually using all of the different kinds this year. Um, some curriculum that you get is going to have all of these steps completely done for you. Um, this year we're using part of the brand new Sunlight Pre-K curriculum with my daughter. And they have these little charts that come with the curriculum. Hopefully you can see that. This is part of the first weeks that I put in this little folder. They have these little charts and they say like day one, day two, day three, day four, and then they list out all of the subjects across the side. And then all you do is just do whatever it says in the box. So this is already planned out for you and all of these parts are already done. It's already divided up. Um, some curriculum does not come like this but it might come divided up into lessons. So this is my favorite science series that we use with our kids. This is um, Berean Builders, Elementary Science and History. If you're looking for a biblical worldview science for an elementary schooler, I highly recommend this series. It's great. Um, unlike the weird science curriculum that we used the first year, it has an experiment in every single lesson and most of them use common household materials. But this one is divided up into lessons. So it's like lessons number one through 90 in the front. Um, let's see. And it will tell you, here we go. Lessons number one through 90 in the front um, and they're divided up by lessons. And so in the front of, very front of the book, it tells you that if you do science every other day, you can finish the 90 lessons in a school year. Or if you do it two times a week, then it tells you which lessons to leave out. So that one is also done for you. The hardest kind is ones like this, where it's just a book that you're going through. So we're also using this story of the world curriculum for history. Um, my kids really enjoy it, but it's not really broken up in any kind of way for homeschooling. So this makes it a little bit more tricky. This particular book has 42 chapters. So I just looked in the front table of contents and counted. Um, and it has lots of pages. It's a long book, 315 pages of actual stories about ancient history. So when we're doing this one, what I'm going to do is I'm going to divide up the probably the page numbers, but maybe the chapters by the number of weeks. So if we're doing a 36 week school year and there's 42 chapters here, that means I'm going to need to read a little bit more than one chapter a week. So no matter whether your curriculum is divided up already into lessons or even into weeks for you, or if you just have sort of the, here's the book, here's how many pages, you wanna come up with an amount of how much of that curriculum you need to accomplish each week in order to finish by the end of the school year. If in doubt here, you want to aim to finish a little bit earlier. So make it a little bit more than what you need it to be. That way you can have some flexibility later in the year. So once you've figured out that target amount of how much curriculum you're going to be completing each week, 
then the next step that I would recommend is to plan just the first week. I would not recommend to plan the whole school year unless they give you it, like the sunlight one where they give you the whole, we are already planned out, that's fine. Um, but if they don't give that to you, I would recommend against planning the whole year. Um, and here's why. First of all, it's a lot of work. It takes a long time to figure out the whole year. And then second of all, um, I know for me, if I have the whole year planned out, then I feel like we really need to finish what we had planned for that first week on the first week so that we don't get behind because I'm remembering how much work it was to plan all of those 36 weeks and I don't wanna mess up the plan on week one. But the thing is, for me, I don't like the place that that puts me in as a homeschool parent. I don't like having to feel like we need to finish a certain number of pages or else my arbitrary plan is ruined. And I don't like the lack of flexibility that that gives me when a cool opportunity comes up to be able to go with some friends and do a field trip or when my kids are suddenly really interested in a subject and we wanna spend more time doing that one and a little bit less time on something else. So I like the flexibility that comes from only planning out a week and ahead. So because we have figured out about how many pages per week or chapters per week we need to do in order to actually finish that curriculum, I feel like that gives me a sort of a benchmark that we're trying to meet. But if we don't exactly get there, then I know that we can kind of make up for it the next week or I can reevaluate the plan if we're not consistently getting there and it still gives me some flexibility to be able to do what it is that my kids are really interested in. So we're gonna plan just for the first week, and what I'm gonna do is just get a sheet of paper and write down you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, which days are we homeschooling, which days are we doing that subject, and then which chapters or pages or lessons or activities we're gonna do on those days. So this is um, step four is to plan the week that you're using. And I've done this different ways in different years, but this year I'm just using a little chart. So I actually have two charts. I have this chart that I made that I'm still sort of tweaking. I probably will get make this available at some point for you to print and download um, in some format, but right now I'm still just kind of tweaking it for us. And so I just listed the days across the top and the subjects that we're doing down the side, and then I'm just filling in the chart based on what we're doing. I also have an attendance sheet where I keep track of the days that we actually did do homeschool, um, and this is what ours looks like so far. I just put our name at the top, and then I have the months across the top here. It's numbered one through 31 down the side, and then we're checking off the days. If you would like this, I have a printable version of this available for free on my website, um, and I will put a link in the comments of the video to where you can grab that, this attendance sheet, so that you can keep track of your days. I think that's really helpful. It's all on one page, um, and it's good for like record keeping. Um, if you have to submit records for attendance, it can be really helpful. So we just put check marks because our state doesn't require a certain number of hours, but if your state does require hours, then you could write the number of hours that you homeschooled that day in the box instead of just checking it off. Okay, so once we've planned for our week using that chart, then the last thing that I do is I make myself a little reminder of what we're gonna be doing the next day. And I actually stick that on the top of the book on a sticky note. So this is our science book. 
that I was showing you earlier. Um, and on the front cover, I have a sticky note. Hopefully you can see it. It says lesson six. So I know that when we go back to science, we're going to be working on lesson six. And then in the top, I have a sticky note. So when I open it, there's lesson six. Okay, so and really that's like the total of homeschool planning that I do from day to day. So at the end of our science lesson, I will take that sticky note off. I think we're going to skip lesson seven and we're going to move on to lesson eight next. So I'll write another little sticky note that says lesson eight on the front, put a new sticky note on the inside with a bookmark, and that'll be it for lesson planning. Sometimes I'll take a little bit to look at it and just make sure that there's not materials that we need that I don't have. Um, but for the most part, I do that during the weekly planning that I do once a week. So hopefully that was helpful in um, figuring out your homeschool planning. If you have questions about homeschool planning, please feel free to leave those in the comments. Um, and if you're watching the replay, you're welcome to leave those in the comments as well. And I'll be back to check on those throughout the week. Um, oh, I know what else I wanted to say. So once you're done with your homeschool planning, it's also really important that you're checking in and seeing how it goes, that you're observing your child and seeing how they're doing with the amount of workload that you've planned for them. Are they able to get through their lessons in just a couple minutes? And if that's the case, could you maybe add a little bit more to go into more depth or to maybe cover more material this year? And if it's something that's really challenging and we're never seeming to get through the lesson, then maybe it might be time to reevaluate what all you have planned for this year and make sure that that all still seems doable and see if there's something that you can take out. So it's really important to be observing and just following along with your child and seeing how they're doing as the school year progresses. And that's another reason why it can be really helpful not to plan the whole year at the beginning, but just to plan a week at a time. And then at the end of that first week to spend some time really reflecting and thinking about how it went and make a plan for the next week. So hopefully this was helpful. I hope you enjoyed this episode, which was recorded live in the Homeschool Reading Community Group. This is a free Facebook group where I share tips and advice about homeschooling and teaching reading. You'll also find community with other homeschool moms like you, plus freebies, giveaways, parties, and more. I would love for you to join us over at the Homeschool Reading Community. Make sure you check out the link in the show notes for all the details. Thank you so much for listening to the Homeschool Reading Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. New episodes are coming out all the time, so please make sure that you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the fun. I'll see you soon.